This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. This is episode 43. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray. And I'm your other host, Breezy. And this week, we have a guest, two guests on. We have the two hosts of the Slapshot Sweethearts podcast. Um, We do. That's Megan and Shannon. It's two awesome hockey babes who teamed up to talk hockey. And we talk to them and we talk about the upcoming season, what they love about hockey, what they plan to talk about. Their podcast actually is already out, their debut episode. Um, But we love talking to other women who want to talk hockey. So we were like, yeah, we got to talk to these girls. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, too, because you'll get to know their teams and how it's very weird that they're still friends, considering they are fans of rivalry teams. Um, But yeah, they were fun to talk to. It was really cool. It was really fun and down to earth. And we got to talk about The Bachelor, which is like my favorite thing to talk about, apparently. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We went hard on The Bachelor. And then you and Megan went hard on The Bachelor. Shannon and I went hard on the NFL and the differences between the NHL and the NFL. We got like really serious about it. Yeah. So she's so good at like sports talk. It is insane. I was sitting there and I was like, I know nothing about the NFL, but Hey, keep on preaching us. I mean, I'm always uh, down to learn a thing or three. So (laughs) thing or three. I like that. Um, It's a very like new Orleans thing to say. Have you not seen that guy on TikTok? No, I don't do the TikTok. Come on. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I get sucked into TikTok for hours on end. It's so dumb. Well, I love a New Orleans guy, so I support that. Yeah. He always goes, hey, Kuyana, we're about to learn you a thing or three. And you're like, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. We do have to, uh, before we get into our, our segments and our talk this week, we recorded the interview with the Slapshot. Oh boy. The Slapshot Sweethearts. Um the day before the Zdeno Charo news broke that he was uh, signing with the Washington Capitals and not returning to the Bruins. So just FYI, when we're talking about it, yeah, he, that decision hadn't been made. Um, yeah. But that. But was- I still think our, what we had said is still very factual. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very applicable. What did I, <laughs> I saw some like gif or meme or something on Instagram with the Washington Capitals having like all of the oldest players in the league, like in like an old folks home setting with their heads, like photoshopped because they've got oh, Hank no. now, Zdeno and Ovechkin's getting up there. Six, 16th year, 16th yeah. season in the NHL. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting move. I I think it says that the Washington Capitals are giving it their all this year yeah. one more time. They're going big. 
um, or they just want to have the clout to say that they had all these all-star players on their team for a season. I mean, I don't know. What it's do you true. think about it? I mean, it's like when you play uh, like the NHL, I play NHL 19 on Xbox, but it's like a golden rule that like you can't pick the all-star teams because they, they just destroy, like you're done. Like mm-hmm. you can't play an all-star team. It just doesn't work. But um, it's kind of like that, I guess. You just have all these all-stars and big names on the team and veterans that should be able to to deliver for them. But I don't know. Let's will they work together? I don't know. You never you never know. <laughs> you never know. It's going to be a wild card of a season all around. I think anyway. Yeah, so it is. There's um some Blackhawks news. Dylan Strom was signed to a two-year six million dollar contract. So that happened. Matt Barzal, my hunk, there's news about him. He hasn't, as of we're recording this, signed an, a new deal with the New York Islanders yet. He's a restricted free agent, um, but they're still working that out. He didn't you know, go to camp yet because he hasn't officially you know, figured that out. But I was like, oh, how cool would it be if we got Barzy? on the Blackhawks instead of this Strom contract. I know like that it doesn't work that way because they're restricted, yeah. but like, <laughs> I just like wishful thinking. I was like, oh my God, I could have my two ultimate hockey hunks on my team. Like I would, I would lose it. Like I would definitely get a bars all Jersey then. Like yeah, you for would. sure. Anyway, you would. I'm surprised you don't have like his shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Mm, not a fan I can't wear island I can't wear islanders (laughs) colors oh what if it's black we could do something that's a black shirt no 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 I can't do it it's Griswold and no name red keeping it simple uh you is there anything else hockey you want to talk about before you tell me this really crazy story that you just you have to tell me I don't think so. My mind has been so boggled by this thing okay. that had happened to me the other day that like, I haven't been able to think of anything else. Okay. Hit us with it. It's insane. Okay. So I was driving home from work on the freeway and I'm driving like whatever direction the sun sets. Don't ask me. I'm terrible at directions. So I'm driving like towards the sun and I see like, and my nephew's driving next to me in the car with his girlfriend. So I'm like, okay and like I'm kind of like just you know cruising along and I see this thing in the sky like a vapor trail like but it's coming down like a weird direction like a downward direction and like it looks weird like it's like two vapor trails together okay. and I'm like what the heck is that and I was like that's weird so I'm driving and all of a sudden like it's lower like it like sped up and I'm like what the heck is that so I'm like frantically trying to like call my mom to see like go outside but of course she doesn't answer because she never answers her phone. I don't even know why she ha- even has a phone. And I'm like looking around, like everyone's just driving, minding their own business. Like, how do you not see this thing falling out of the sky? Like something's falling out of the sky. And you can tell like it's something with like, it almost looks like flames on both sides of it. Hmm. Like it looks like a little bean with like, that's like falling from the sky. What is going on? I'm trying to get my nephew's attention. No, no one's, no one's <laughs> even knowing what's going on. So finally I get my dad on the phone. I was like, something's falling out of the sky, run outside right now. So they take a picture of it and then I get home and I'm able to still like kind of see it. So I take a picture of it. So I'm like, what is this? It's definitely a fireball. It is a fireball that is coming down in the sky, whatever it was. So I'm searching 
I'm on in my town, there's like a crime stoppers, there's a paranormal thing and everyone posts all the time. So I'm like on all these Facebook groups, like trying to search up to see if anyone's posting about this thing that just fell out of the sky. Nothing. I'm Googling it. Nothing. It's not on the news. Nothing. How did nobody see this thing? So Literally, if, what I, it is? if I didn't take pictures of it, people would think I'm crazy. But I'm like showing everybody. They're like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then my nephew's like, oh, yeah, we saw it. But we thought it was a rocket coming out of Vandenberg because we can see those from here. And um, I'm like, no, it's not. So my sister finally was able to find on like some international meteorite fireball website. <laughs> it was a meteorite fireball. What? Meteor, whatever it is. Yes. But then it was like reported, like people like reported, like, yes, I saw it. Yes, I saw it. Yes, I saw it. So like, it'll do it. Like it was in China. It was people saw it in England, New York, Maine, Kansas, North Carolina, uh, like Sacramento, what Santa Barbara. But like people just like did like check marks, looking like they pinned that they saw it. But like no one, there's no pictures. How did no, like usually the news would report this, right? Mm hmm. So then my mom sends the thing to my aunt and my aunt's like, oh, like, let me look at it. Cause she lives up in San Francisco. She found an article on something and it happened the same exact time, the same exact date, two years ago. Did what? I time travel? You might've. It you is know, the could, weirdest like, thing. You can like see into other dimensions sometimes. Yes. But like, <laughs> nobody else really saw it and i have pictures of it and it's like how did this happen the same exact date same exact time two years ago 2020 2018 i don't know i mean i would i'm inclined to believe that it was a meteor or a meteorite or whatever whatever it is a fireball whatever <laughs> not the drink like not the drink no definitely like, and I was not drinking that night by the way I, <laughs> I was coming up from work like you're saying like fireball like in a movie like about space aliens you see yes. like a giant burning fire right. that's kind of what it looked like I'm gonna send you the picture <laughs> okay. it's on my mom's phone and if you zoom in on and she has an iPhone 7 so it takes horrible horrible photos okay but you can clearly see, and if you zoom in, you can clearly see it's like a little bean with like fire coming out of both sides. Holy crap. Now, are you sure it's not like from, what did you say? Annenberg? Is that like a space, like a Navy Vandenberg. military base? Yeah. Vandenberg. Vandenberg. Yeah. Okay. Like it no, really it could wasn't. be that. Okay. It was not. Because okay. we've seen rockets come in before. They do these weird like things in the sky. This was straight up. Holy shit, dude. I know. And I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm a conspiracy theorist, like through and throughout. Like I'm looking, I'm I'm going on a road trip next weekend to go look for UFOs. Like I'm hardcore conspiracy. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, how did nobody I time travel? I'm pretty sure I had a time. I had to have. Well how do you explain that? I don't know. I guess I know. We've probably lost so many people by this story, but I'm just sitting here like, how how did not more people see this thing and like why was i like one of the lucky ones that like got to see like also if that really was how cool is that that is so rare to even see it, oh yeah i've never seen a meteor or like a meteor like, shower or anything yeah it was crazy i'm gonna send you the photo okay send us the photo we're gonna post it on our social media so everybody can weigh in on what they think it is and maybe help yeah. provide some 
relief to you about what you saw? It's crazy. It's so crazy. I get like all like worked up about it. I'm like, what the heck? hell? This is a just a regular unpopular opinion going to keep it timely this week. I yeah. do not believe in setting New Year's resolutions. I think they are a horrible idea. I think they set people up for failure because you set this like unrealistic goal for yourself with no follow through or steps of action or plan. And then you put all this pressure on yourself and then you freak yourself out. And then when you're not doing it and after like five days you failed, then you see, see yourself as a failure. And then you just never want to do whatever the thing was that you said you were going to do because you failed at it. So I don't do new year's resolutions i just live my life every day i just try to focus on getting through every day as a good human being (laughs) that's all i got for you guys that's all you got i don't uh i don't believe in any of that like doing a cleanse or sober january like what you know what for me no if that makes you feel better great go ahead but like then you go hard in february and you're fucking shit faced all the time and you deplete the all the work you just did so what is the point like what is the actual point of you doing that then you know if you want to like if your goal is to be healthier okay that i could get behind like generally you know (laughs) yeah no uh it's just another day for me it's just another day yeah what about you uh yeah no i i'm kind of on the same boat with you i'm very california right there yeah no dumb um (laughs) it's the fireball it's the fireball it's still in my head um no i you know i think it's you do set yourself up for failure on one of those things i mean i was like you know maybe i will set one for myself this year and i was like maybe i just want to like be outside and like watch every sunset in 2021 maybe take a photo of it that'd be really cool well guess what I remembered that that was what I told myself I was going to do and then now we're a few days into uh the new year and I I haven't watched a single sunset so I've already failed right so uh but other than that I think I just kind of have mental notes like be more in the moment but it's not usually like a it's not a resolution I guess yeah I unless you do count that as one I don't know and you don't have to do it at the beginning of the year. You can choose at any point in your life, at any day, at yeah. any time to make a change in your life. And you don't have That's to true. proclaim it on the internet and you don't <laughs> have to proclaim it on New Year's Eve when you're shit faced anyway, most people are. And then you wake up New Year's yeah. Day and you're like, oh, why did I decide to do that? Why did I you know? say that? Because now everyone's going to say, hey, I thought that this is what you were going to do. And you're like, you don't know my life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's some truth and in, in some results in having an accountability partner, right? Or like right. proclaiming it to somebody who you know is really going to hold you to whatever goal you're trying to set in a positive way, not right. in a like, oh, did you do your fucking picture today, Breezy? You know, like, <laughs> oh, you, like, you're no. such a loser. You didn't do it. You know, like, yeah. you got to find the right person to do that. But right, exactly. I'm more of the like, I'm not going to tell everybody what I'm working on. I'm just going to do it. And then you'll either just notice a change or you won't notice a change. Like, yeah, that also works too, guys. 
It does. It really does. Breezy's a barbecue pit. It's been a little wild on Breezy's barbecue pit, not gonna lie. I uh, had a new recipe that I tried out. I did a Nashville hot chicken chicken wing with a maple syrup glaze. That was bomb. Sounds delicious. How were they yeah, received? But, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. We've got to start doing like a rating system. Like how many forks? Like five forks is the top fork. Ooh. How many forks does that get? It was pretty darn good. I'm, I might have to give that a nice four forker. <gasps> Ooh. It was right. really good. And then you had nice. a you had a massive brunch as well. Oh, oh my god, yeah. So my friend Kelly and I, we are massive foodies, as you know. We like trying weird things. Like we are the the two friends in our friend group that will like go to like a random restaurant and like order a few things and like just try like whatever sounds good, right? So she was over the other night. Um, we were playing a game because we were both bored and needing we see each other all the time we were still safe perfectly met um so she had a great idea to make a cornbread waffle and yeah a cornbread waffle my dad is notorious for making big like a belgian waffle so we of course made him make it for us so it was a cornbread waffle and this is where it's going to get real heavy and real southern so bear with us. Perfect hangover food. Cornbread waffle with the hash brown with chicken fried steak with a fried egg and country gravy. Oh my God. It was heavy. <laughs> that sounds heavy. And how many forks did that meal get? Uh, I feel like personally, I would have wanted the, because uh, you can't do a straight cornbread waffle. You have to mix it with pancake mix or else it doesn't cook right. Uh-huh. So I think that it should have had a little bit more cornbread flavor to it, because it, but it was a really, it was a sweet waffle. So it was good. Um, so with a minor little tweak, it was a little heavy. I think I might maybe take off the egg and maybe the hash brown. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give it probably a solid three and a half forks. All right. Need some work. Yep. You know, I, I don't ever shut the front door. I'm feeling, uh, no, I'm fine. Like I'm fine. I am. You're, you're fine. I'm fine with all the things. Nothing's really set me off, uh, lately. Did you meditate this morning or did you have a nice therapy session last week? That you're you know, just chill now. <laughs> no therapies tomorrow. Okay. Our podcast is proud to be on the Hockey Podcast Network, and the network is home to many other incredible podcasts, including this one. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. Then the NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look 
into the bridge between hockey and music. We are super excited to bring on Megan and Shannon, the hosts of the brand new podcast, Slapshot Sweethearts. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having us. Of course. So how did you guys meet? We went to college together and ended up in the same sorority. So that is the start to our budding friendship. And, you know, not always easy to find females who like hockey. Especially at a sorority. Yeah, I was known as the person in our sorority that was watching football scores at chapter every Sunday. So it was pretty easy that I was known as the sports person and Meg was known as the hockey person. So um, in terms of the 90 people in our sorority, it kind of narrowed down quickly. (laughs) Rather convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us your teams and then tell us how that dynamic works. Like your NHL teams, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I am, well, I'm Team Jacob, so yeah. <laughs> um, I am a Penguins fan. I also dabble in Vegas because my guy Flurry, um, but definitely Pens are my number one. So I'm a diehard Bruins fan, but my boyfriend is a Flyers fan. So I do follow them pretty diligently, even though I don't support them. Um, I would say in terms of the Boston Philly sports teams, I support the Flyers the most out of the Sixers, Eagles, all of those. Um, So I can get behind the Flyers from their players. Their branding is fantastic. All of those. So they're not really a threat. So like, (laughs) it's fine. And gritty. Like, I mean, I like, yeah, of course. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's the exception to my fandom for the Flyers. (laughs) That's that's about as far (laughs) as it goes. Yeah, he's got a gritty shirt in our closet and I steal it all the time. (laughs) Are you two heated when you have hockey discussions? Like when you play each other, how does that work? Do you keep that off the table altogether? Is there like a code of silence agreement or what? You know, as of late, the Penguins and the Bruins haven't had too much controversy. Um, I think Mm -hmm. back in like 2013 when the Bruins were in the Stanley Cup final, it was much more heated because both of our teams are pretty much on the high. But right now, um, obviously, the Bruins are on the high, but the, the Penguins are kind of climbing their way back up. So. We're rebuilding. We're in a rebuilding period. So it's less controversial now. <laughs> I mean, for the Pins to be rebuilding, I feel like they're still pretty successful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're no Red Wings, but like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> So yeah, how did and you guys I mean, get we in? We both mutually since we went to co- Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> we no, both went to go for it. DC, so like it kind of helps to have like yeah. a. Mu- I like keep like cutting out my internet. It's not the best, but um, yeah, we both went to D- college in DC, so like a mutual no to the caps also helps. Yeah, sure. there's no there's no capital support here between Breezy or I. I'm a. <laughs> Blackhawks only fan and Breezy's got her three teams so it's growing though because Carly Uh, Zucker and I we have a fan club and you can have more than one team it's fine that's right because she's now a Penguins wife uh there with Jason she is yeah so now I I was able to support Jason on her uh most recent post so that was fun (laughs) (laughs) isn't that funny we're like we We're all really feel, welcoming. Yeah, we yeah. all feel so connected in the hockey community. Is that 
been your guys's experience as far as like being fans and starting your podcast? Yeah, I would say for belly up sports, I'm the department head for the NBA department as well. Um, and NBA Twitter is ruthless compared to <laughs> hockey Twitter. Hockey Twitter is like a nice family. They just want to get to know each other, all of that. NBA Twitter is a literal war zone that like is pleasant, maybe two hours a day, <laughs> like <laughs> maximum. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely lucky that people have been receptive. Good, good. Definitely. So what is it about hockey that you guys love so much and that you decided, like, how did you get into hockey and following it and loving it? I mean, I know, um, Shannon, you said at the beginning, you know, you were the the football, like the all, all the sports girl. Um, yeah. How did you guys narrow down to uh, your love of hockey? Yeah, so I actually grew up um, right in Foxborough where the Patriots play. And then um, right that's right in the middle between Boston and Providence. So obviously the Bruins play in Boston and their AHL team plays in Providence. So I used to go to Providence games um, pretty often because they're obviously cheap. Um, I didn't really care for a while. And then I went with one of my best friends in middle school, high school, to a game and we were right on the ice um matt frazier like tossed a broken stick over we were just freaking out we completely fell in love and then from there it was right in 2013 right before their playoff run started and i absolutely fell in love with hockey and i watched almost every game until i left for college from there and then just completely fell in love with sports after that but it originally started with hockey i got it from my dad my dad grew up right in pittsburgh um, so it was always something he like dabbled in. He wasn't like a diehard, but he's like very uh, Pittsburgh proud. Um, so is there anybody kinda, like, not Pittsburgh proud from no, Pittsburgh though? Not at all. <laughs> like everyone's just so into it and I love it. Like I love the camaraderie, but he kind of like brought it down to me. And as I kind of started getting older, I got more into sports. Like I played sports my whole life. Like I was very athletic as a kid and it just like really grew on me. And I picked up the penguins and like, not a hard team to pick up being a fan of because it's really easy to have someone good to root for which like everyone calls me a bandwagon fan because they're like oh Pittsburgh they're good you just root for them. I'm like no 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 this is in my blood this is my birthright <laughs> but I just always stuck and like as I got into college like being where the caps are like the Pens and caps play all the time like I was at every playoff progression like every time they were in dc i was like dad i need to go to this game like please help me out with these tickets like i need this and it just kept growing from there which now i never turn back i like i'll be in meetings and i'll have like game cast going if i have late calls i'm like okay give me the play-by-play like i don't need everything to watch but like i need to know so you guys obviously went to some games uh in your home arenas and i'm assuming you just said you uh went to some games in dc what other arenas have you guys visited and was there do you guys have a favorite um I've been to the Prudential Center a few times because I grew up in Jersey which like added oddity to my team um (laughs) but so yeah I go to the Prudential Center like actually the last game I think the Pens had before COVID shut down I had second row at the Prudential Center and I was there for it um (laughs) which like that's my like going out on a high story yeah (laughs) but yeah I've been there a lot I've been to MSG because I'm a New Yorker um currently kind of so MSG's great. Like I love that atmosphere. Like I love getting booed too. Like <laughs> I live for it. I'm like, give me, give me some trouble. That's funny. 
Yeah, I've only been to um, the Garden in Boston and Capital One, actually, um, in terms of hockey. I've been to other football stadiums, but only those. And it's actually, I've been, I think, to more Bruins games in D.C. than I have in Boston. Um, and it, like Megan said, it's really fun to get booed. The Bruins, t- just the games I've been to, have lost most of the times I've gone. Um, I don't have that and problem. Are you a jinx, <laughs> Shannon? Or Well... <laughs> The first time I went there, it was like a little, I was a freshman in college, like I'm 18 years old and it was a graduation present that someone said, oh, when you get down to DC, go see the Bruins. They were like, nice tickets. There were clearly these season ticket holders behind us. We had scored the first goal and then the Capitals scored like five goals after that. And this like creepy old man behind us leaned to me and my friend and he was like, do you guys like need a Xanax? And I was like, sir <laughs> like every time they scored a goal he said something inappropriate like want a xanax like how you doing and i was like this is you know i like being booed but like this is a little rough <laughs> it's getting a little creepy right <laughs> yeah it's definitely different as when you're also like being like younger girls they like don't always know how to act with you so you're just kind of like they're like oh girls it. like hockey and you're young like <laughs> i always made it a point to try and wear heels I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to strut into this arena and they're going to be like, oh, like, damn, that's a girl. Like, she's here. She is like, here and she knows what she's talking up. about. Yeah. 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 We showed I, up. Yeah. See, I'm like super anti high heels. I don't want to fall down the stairs in oh, any capacity. Times. You see? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Yeah, Breezy, do you wear heels? Also. Oh, yeah. I wear my high heels all the time. Do you even own a pair of high heels? I don't think I've ever even put on a pair of high heels. Actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I was nine and I was forced to be in my sister's wedding and she made me wear like small heels. And I hated that day with a passion. Oh, well, my sister's getting married in September and she bought me for Christmas heels for her wedding. Oh, so, you know, a present for her. So I would wear the right shoes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But like okay free shoes I'll take it thanks right yeah <laughs> I was going through my shoes the other day and I found all the heels that I haven't worn since COVID started and I was like should I get rid of these like <laughs> I definitely okay. I had to wear a pair of heels the other day and I was like I don't know if I know how to walk in these like anymore like but I did and everything was fine but <laughs> I put my booties on and my boyfriend's like you're wearing those out <laughs> we're gonna be fine like we're gonna What's your guys' favorite hockey moment? Um, I was at a Bruins game. This is a little dark, but I was at a Bruins game with my friend um, and her family. Her family had season tickets to the Bruins and the Red Sox. um, And she never really went because she wasn't into sports. And so she was like, oh, you're huge into hockey. I'll take you to a game for your Christmas present. So we go and it's right after Christmas. And it's the game when Steven Stamkos broke his femur. And like two minutes before he broke his femur, she was like, is this like an interesting game? Like, is this like a good game? Because she didn't know. And I was like, yeah, this is like a pretty good game. It's like one-to-one, you know, like they're scoring goals. And then he broke his femur. And I was like, it's a good game now. (laughs) And she was like, it's a good game. They're bringing out a stretcher. And I was like, yeah, it's a good game. (laughs) It is a little dark. If I go to a game and I don't see an intense fight, like I get really angry. Agreed. Agree. Yeah, I get really angry when there's no like intense fighting or like anything. I feel like we get. Oh yeah, Tom Wilson is my boy. <laughs> Tom Wilson, I love him. Yes. 
So how I do you like- feel about Brad Marchand then? I I I don't I don't dislike Brad. I mean, okay, I think he's fine. good for that's the a good sport. Answer. You know, I yeah. think he's good for the sport. I definitely think like licking is a little strange, but you know, unless uh, it's my dog, I don't really want to be licked. Like, it's yeah, me. I felt like that was like really out <laughs> there. I mean, I guess that's the point to be really right. out there and wacko. Um, but no, I like that. I like those. I, I hate calling them dirty players. They are right. Like they do things that are not you know up to To stir the pot to annoy people yeah get in your head yeah and but I think the game still needs that so that's why I would say I support I mean I I have no issue with Brad Marchand yeah that's a good answer because most people do yeah Yeah. I hate and absolutely hate Nick Ritchie the guy can kick rocks he was a duck, and I hated him as a duck for obvious reasons. The Bruins and... swap through like bottom line players yeah. faster than like I can Amazon shop. Like they, <laughs> and, like... <laughs> so it's hard to keep up. Actually, all four of our teams have had quite the like up and down and back and forth with cups in the last decade, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we've all been. We're, we've all made really good team choices, I'm just going to say. We're all, like, making moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all got Stanley Cups. <laughs> Some of us have multiple ones in the last 10 years. <laughs> Some of us have made saying... consecutive ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Unfortunately. Um, I was saying on Twitter today, someone from Belly Up had shared there was somebody um that had like oh i used to play golf with nick Sab-, like chirping in their bio and so he was saying like what's the like funnest thing you did with a famous person that you're not going to put in your bio um and in 2019 2018 no 2019 when the bruins played the blues in game seven and lost um i was at this boston bar in dc and it's pouring out and there's no roof. So we're just standing there for three hours in the rain. But Luke Stone from The Bachelorette was like a foot away from me the entire time because he's a Boston fan. He lives in DC, he went to GW. Um, and so the entire time we were trying to flirt with Luke Stone while the Bruins were losing. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <In this> <laughs> Yeah, I think Bruins fans would be like, excuse me, maybe that's why we lost. You should have been cheering for... You know, we were down like three to nothing and I was like, all right, it's time to refocus my efforts. (laughs) (laughs) So did it end up working? Obviously not It was the week that his like bad episode came out where, um, what's his name, threw him under the bus, the psycho blonde guy. Wasn't it Jordan? You know what I'm talking about? The super muscular, he looks like Wolverine. I don't oh watch the show. Wolverine. Who That's looks like his Wolverine? I, you know, I know this because of some guy that Breezy tagged me in on Instagram <laughs> from The Bachelorette. Jason Antarctic. Yeah. No, the other Best. one, Brock. I love Jason. Brock? Blake. 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 Oh, yeah. uh, I've met Blake. Blake. It's what? <laughs> oh. Wait, hook a girl up. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, it was. I went to like an event with the betches i don't know if you like oh you're talking Instagram. about you're talking about blake horseman yeah the old blake yeah. not the oh, new no, old blake no, i, like, I tagged her the new blake but the old blake is good too i like i like blake horseman i'm partial to the new blake but like that was just me the old blake is very cute is he still, yeah. still single I think yeah so. i don't know 
All right, well, he's probably keeping his relationships under wrap after his terrible time in paradise. Bachelor Nation uncovers everything, though. <laughs> that is true. They do. Wait, no, I'm talking about old Blake from yeah. like Hannah B time. Oh, I guess I mixed him up. Yeah, old Blake, not yeah, not new Blount like this season. I have a no, watched not this season. season. I tagged Ray in a in a Blake photo from this season because he was like at home dressing, and he, was, uh, okay. he plays yeah. hockey, like putting and hockey he, gear yeah. on. Yeah, and it was a great photo. All to share. Yeah, they've had a ton of NFL players, but if they could get more hockey players on, that would be yeah. really ideal. I'd be more inclined to try and go on the show. I'd be more inclined sure. to watch. <laughs> I would want to watch. Yeah, I'll watch anyway. You know, I would be on it. I somebody's asked me that once. They were like, "Would you ever want to be on the?" Because like I live in LA. Obviously, Breezy does too. But like, you guys uh, live in LA. I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. Where are yeah. you? <laughs> Megan, you said you're in LA now, kinda, sort of. I'm in, I'm in LA temporarily. Like I work out of New York. Like I work from New York hours still for my New York oh. company, and yeah, it's fun. I'm waking up at four fifteen tomorrow. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I moved down here on a whim, so I'm hanging out. Shannon, where are you? you still on the East Coast? Yeah. So, like I said, I'm from Boston, but I never moved out of DC. So I'm still living uh, in Capitol Hill, just nice. working. I work as a contractor for the DOD when I'm not doing sports stuff. Oh wow, <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I was saying I would definitely like I would go on that show. Why not? Like, that's super fun. It would be so much fun. Just like have yeah, a good time was... and look at hot guys or a guy. Wait, how does that work? a dude you'd be looking at one right one. That's just fine. one guy yeah that's yeah fine. would you guys ever go on the show do no i would i would consider it i think i would be too jealous to go on when you compete for one person but if i were the center of attention then i would go on it so you would I want feel to be bachelorette okay yeah i feel like just because of my sarcastic wit i would make a really good <laughs> villain Ooh. you'd be like a corinne I would exactly be Corinne. You would I be Corinne. I love her. I, I do too, her. actually. She was so funny. Well, pour one out for Corinne. Yeah. Corinne. I, I would gotta... do it, but I just, I only have water today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like you don't really go on that show looking for love. I mean, you tell the casting people and in your casting tapes that you want to find love. But do um, you? Do I really? I mean, but do, I mean, they go after influencers. They go after like micro influencers. Right. And like, be like, do you want to do this? Like, do you want to maybe find love? And they're like, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, Because otherwise it doesn't make sense that Rachel Lindsay, the lawyer went on (laughs) The Bachelorette. Right. I would rather get on the WAGS show, Wives and Girlfriends of Professional Athletes, because they've only had like one hockey player. And I don't even think the show is still on. But I could totally be that hockey wife. Megan, you would be the one I think that everybody would want to be friends with. Like you would just be so much fun and like they would all just want to like hang out with you just naturally because like any hockey player wife or girlfriend has to be down for like all the fun and not necessarily as much drama. I think I could do it. I think you could too. That's a good job for you. Mm -hmm. All right. If anyone's looking, I'm available. (laughs) I'm not tied down. I'm bi-coastal. 
I love the beach and wine and White Claw. <laughs> Shannon would have to discuss this with her boyfriend if she would be allowed to be the bachelorette. <laughs> We've had discussions before, like, if you're going to be with this person, I'd allow it. If you're going to be with this person, I'd allow it. So I feel like if I was going to be a wag, you could probably allow it. <laughs> could make it work. You could get perks out of it. Yeah. <laughs> have a temporary hiatus anyway right. <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> what do you guys think of the the season like upcoming how do you what are your thoughts on the the division restructuring and just you know all the things that are happening now because of quarantine yeah I think one of the biggest things um and we're going to talk about this on our episode Thursday too but they're doing a Canadian division, obviously, because there are different laws. Um, and the Canadian division is demanding a bubble. And I was curious, we were on a podcast a week or so ago when we were launch- or announcing our podcast. And um, I was curious why they weren't doing a bubble to begin with. Obviously, the NBA didn't do one either. But the NFL looked stupid for not doing one because <laughs> what a wreck. That's a disaster. Because they're yeah, their their rosters are just like half done every week because this person has COVID, that person has COVID. And they're using those um I don't know what they're called, but those like watches for lack of a better term that um detect contact tracing. Um and they're really interesting and they're really good for a sport like football where you're seeing hundreds of people in a day because there's 53 people on every roster mm-hmm. um but we were super interested that they weren't doing a bubble and now canada is demanding one but there was absolutely no discussion around u.s bubbles it's such a long season to be away from your family like right. i feel like if you were to do it for like a season that's like well like baseball is pretty short like for that like yeah i'd kind of get it like kind of uproot yourself for a few months but like our season's just so long yeah well, well just baseball that, is there's longer like players who are but Baseball is almost longer. I don't follow baseball. <laughs> That's okay. We don't follow baseball either, really. But it's, Yeah, but I feel like yeah. it's like some of those players, like, they're going to have to leave the bubble. Like, they're right. like the NBA is a good example of what Shannon said. It's mm-hmm. like there were people leaving, like, their wives were having babies. Like, their families were going through things. Like, it's just so hard to, like, separate people. Like, yeah, like I feel like they were had a- left two weeks right. into the NHL bubble. And it blew for Bruins fans. But, you know, you couldn't blame him for his daughter having a family emergency. And what if that happens five games into the NHL bubble? Are you supposed to tell him you can't come back? Um, I think the other important thing to think about is that not every, like, just because they're a Canadian team doesn't mean that every person on the team is from right. Canada. Right. right. Um, like, most of those people are actually not from Canada. They're from the U S they're from the Czech Republic. They're from Slovenia, whatever. Um, and so you're asking them not only to leave their families, but to not see them for mm-hmm. six months entirely because they can't leave the country. Um, I also think a lot of the division rebuilds that they did were not even they're <laughs> um, not at no. all. <laughs> no. And it's no. like, it's easy for us to say, cause we, we are on this side, but like the Metro division has always been a very strong powerhouse. The and also. Yeah. Yes, totally. And now like, everyone's only playing each other. Like what are records going to look like? It's like the top teams are going to kill and the bottom teams are going to have yep. nothing. Yep. Yeah. That was my prediction. That's what we talked about last week. It's like, it's going to be like a huge disparity. It's going to be like mm-hmm. top, top and bottom, bottom. And like, like the NFL. Yeah. It's awful. There's not going to be like yes. any type of like bell curve. It's literally just going to be like chunk, chunk, bye. Yep. But it's yep. annoying because someone still has to make the playoffs. So like what <laughs> yeah. the NFL is doing right now, like 
the Washington football team is going to make the playoffs. And granted, I love them, but like they're below 500. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. <laughs> like, but it's going to happen with the NHL also because of the way that they broke down the divisions. Like the Atlantic League with the Maple Leafs, the Bruins, and the Lightning has always been historically competitive. But now they're all in different divisions. So I think we're going to develop new rivalries amongst the teams, though. And I think. It, it could be interesting to see, except if the like a massacre is happening every time, like um, the Blackhawks play the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, like <laughs> uh, if all eight of our games are just a fucking shit show and we're like getting hammered and the score is like seven to one. I said I was going to be nice talking about my boys this year, but that's. <laughs> Really but Taves is out for a long time as of I, today. So I that's know. not you well. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm trying. I was like, I'm not going to be hard on the players because I'm just grateful we have hockey. But like, I'm just being realistic. I think at this point, it's going to be tough. Like a lot of teams, <laughs> it's going to be really tough and really hard to watch them play a certain team over and over again that they just cannot figure out how to. I mean, prove us wrong, guys. Prove us wrong. Give yeah. us a bell curve. Prove us. Yeah. And I mean, I said this on the podcast around a few weeks ago, like I'm kind of looking for like a new wave of teams. Like it's always been the same teams at the top. It's pretty predictable. Who's going to end up in the playoffs, but like, could this be an opportunity to give like a team that probably is overlooked in any preseason analysis, like a chance to really rise. And will this kind of like redistribute where the strengths are in hockey? Like maybe like. Which really happened again in the NFL. Like we Mm -hmm. did not expect the dolphins yeah. to do well at all. And they're about to make the playoffs. Um, and the, obviously in the NHL, it's not more flexible, but the way that they do the playoffs is more flexible than the uh, NHL. Um, just the way that the divisions work out. So I think that there is a lot of potential for that. And I think, especially I was on our Twitter earlier and there was someone that was doing, you guys might've seen it, but it was like a, a like a pie chart and it had everybody's percentage of making the playoffs and then winning the cup. And there were some like the Canadians that had the highest percentage. It wasn't the highest, the, the, the lightning obviously had the highest percentage, but the Canadians had like the top three. And I was like, they only made the playoffs last year because of the bubble rule. Mm -hmm. So I was really interested to hear why they did that. Um, And then just seeing everybody's new divisional um, rankings is really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are sleeping on a lot of different teams. Yeah. The issue I have with some of those rankings that come out is like, isn't the, didn't like the last three or four years have the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup and like they shit the bed two years in a row and like, they're then not they a playoff team. Won it. Like, right. <laughs> like, like, not... like yeah. I'm happy they won it. Season. Yeah. But it was just kind of like these things don't, they mean just happen to want win a series. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't yeah, think... mean anything, especially in playoff hockey. Like, just, yeah. it's such a different thing that happens. Yeah, I was thinking that was like, I almost feel like rankings should be based off of not how this past season ended. Cause it's like half the teams didn't even come back, not half, but like you right. know what I mean? But like they didn't come back. No one got to see how they're playing. They're coming in almost a year off. Like, let's see where we were before and just give everyone kind of like a some leeway coming in. Like, ranking to me right now almost just seems silly. Like, there's no way to know what's going to happen after a year well not even all of the draftees are signed i was seeing earlier today that the senators just signed one of their first round draft picks today like Mm -hmm. (laughs) three weeks before the season starts so 
Yeah. It's a, there's so many different moving parts happening because of all of this and like what's happening with the ECHL and the AHL and they're expanding the rosters, I think for the NHL for teams to carry extra players, like because of the virus. So Another positive that we might see is that we might, this might really be a great opportunity for some of the fourth, fifth, sixth lines. I know those (laughs) don't exist, but like those types of players to actually make it to the show and be able to really do something. Cause there are a lot of talented NHL quality players and there's just not enough spots for them on teams and they might get a chance to to make it and and to play and to like you said like shift some of these teams around and make different teams you know at the top and and bring up some some new blood and some new talent so yeah what do you think about those older guys that haven't re-signed that are kind of waiting on what's happening with the NHL? I'm thinking specifically of Char, but he's not the only one um, that, you know, are trying to figure out should they sign again? What's happening with the NHL? Like what, how many people are they going to carry? How many roster or how many roster spots are they going to have? You know, things like that. I mean, I think it depends on the person, you know, there's certain guys who can't imagine doing anything without their, like without hockey in their life, you know, like, I mean, Joe Thornton signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I mean, like what? Like that was such a strange decision. Um, Did he do it for the money? Does he really need the money? Or does he really just want to play and still make a lot of money? Well, yeah, that's so Charles said he was contacted by 20 teams, but he only wants to be with the Bruins. I know that Thornton said he only wanted to be with the Sharks. So it's interesting how he ended up in Toronto. I mean, I think there's a lot of things said. I mean, like look at Tavares and like the Islanders and that whole thing when that went down. I mean, I think they have to play a certain political game, but I mean, if you're of of a certain age and if you can still play and you don't care about the politics or whatever, then you're a Joe Thornton and you just keep playing and you like, you don't care. You just want to keep playing and you love what you do. Um, But I think, a lot of guys are going like, oh, this is just too much. Like I've got a family, I've got a wife. I don't want to deal with all of this. My salary is delayed. My bonuses are delayed. The percentages are lower. Is this, is the league going to survive? What's going to happen? Am I even get like, I mean, at, at some point they just go like, fuck it, I'm done, you know, but you can't blame them. I hope Chara stays like he's got it in him. So, you know, unless he's got some personal things that we obviously don't hear a lot about in the NHL, like off ice with the players, like what's really going on, um, you don't know. But like, I wouldn't fault them. Yeah. Would you be mad if Chara was like, no, I'm done. I'm hanging him up. No, I think it's his time to hang him up, quite honestly. Um, I think he did an amazing job mentoring Charlie McAvoy um, so that McAvoy is ready to take on a top defensive role. I think the worst thing that's happening is um, the bottom defensemen aren't ready to move up. Mm-hmm. And we lost Roy Krug, which was a huge gap. Yeah. Into the blues of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know. Breezy, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, or I mean, Megan? I just feel like Chara specifically, like, with a guy that has that much heart and soul and means so much to a team, like I don't think that he's just going to sign with like anybody. I feel like he himself will need to sign with a team that he feels like 
he can have like his footprint in there where he can continue to have like the heart and soul of the team. Um, does it mean he maybe is just a free agent for a year and then maybe sees how the season goes and then kind of picks up in the following season? Maybe that's for him. I don't, I don't know. But um, I think when it comes down to players like Chara, it come, it's more than just like a money thing. It's more of like, what position is he going to hold on like the locker room standpoint? And I think that has a lot to do with it. And I respect that a lot. I don't, I'm not saying he has to hang up his skates. I think yeah. I only want him to do it. I guess the Bruins offered him tentatively. Obviously, I do not know this. I'm not Don Sweeney. But um, <laughs> they. I guess they offered him like 10 or 15 minutes plus like, you know, crucial plays um, with like a key locker room role. And he wasn't ready to accept that yet. I don't know if he wasn't ready to like say he wasn't playing top minutes anymore or if it was something mm-hmm. else in terms of money but um i guess he wasn't ready to say he didn't want top minute didn't want top minutes anymore um which is kind of frustrating because he's not able to play top minutes anymore <laughs> i agree with that i don't yes. think that he's he's capable of doing top minutes anymore i think that he needs to to simmer down a little bit but still hold his structure but i don't know exactly so there's not greedy. there's not a lot of guys that tall so like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's hard when you get to like this point in your career and you're just kind of like having to accept that point, especially in such a weird time where it's like, well, maybe if I kept playing, like it would have been different. Like, but it comes to a point where it's like, are you ready to accept it? Maybe, maybe not. And like kind of breezy, like you said, like maybe take a year off and like see what happens, like train again, like take the time. But I feel like there's like such endless possibilities right now for like so many players where it's like, this could be the year that they just kind of don't have it in them to play the sport anymore. Well, that happened with like, obviously not NHL, but like the Patriots lost half, lost half their defense because everyone was like, we don't need COVID. We're not dealing with it. And that could happen to any of the Stanley cup contender teams that they're like, no bubble, like no play. I'm not doing it. I don't, I don't think you can compare the NFL and the NHL in any capacity, but um, the NFL makes 20 million times more money than the NHL players do. And they don't, I don't really think the NHL gives these guys an opportunity to really say no. Like they have the opportunity, of course, to opt out of play and not do things right. Like they're, uh, they legally have to give them that opportunity, but the flip side of it is that they don't get paid. They don't get paid. And like when you're in the NFL and if you've made 30 million in the last three years, well, you can then just say, fuck you, that's plenty of money. And you can just say like, whatever, I'm not playing this year. I'll keep training. And if you want me back, you know, whatever. But when you're making 3 million and you've got a family and whatever, I think it's a little bit different. And I also think the quality of players not to shit on the NFL, but like, I think the NHL is still like, it's still secluded. I think from the big money and the big television rights where the guys who play just love to play and they are just like happy to be there. And like, they're willing to, to risk whatever they have to, to make their money and hope that this is just one more season of this. And then like, we can get back to, you know, how we used to do it, but I don't know. That's, yeah, no, that's I my totally two cents. I, I definitely am biased because I'm, you You're know, the hockey any, lady. I, right. I'm like <laughs> hockey all day, but I mean, realistically there's, 
you know, there a, a lot more money in the NFL to make you yeah, no, a I lot wrote, easier actually, to be like, fuck COVID, fuck you all. I'm not stepping foot on the field. I'll skip a season. You know, I think there's a little mm-hmm. bit and it's anyway. Yeah. I, one of my first articles with belly up was actually on, it was right when uh, the NFL was restarting and how it was idiotic of them not to do a bubble or more protocols um, because the NHL yeah, like, just talk about so protocols. Success. They had like no protocols right before. The yeah. So I wrote a whole started. article on that. Yeah. And then the I have, yeah. I've had like other articles about how the NHL players have so much more temperament and maturity compared to the NBA and others, because it's not surrounded by money and it's surrounded by playing the game and things like that. Um, right. So it is. And that's one of the reasons that I think Megan, I chose to talk about hockey and not something else is because it, you can genuinely talk about the sport and genuinely talk about teams without having to get into the drama. Why won't uh, like Kyrie Irving talk to the media or why are we debating who dunked on who like right. in X yeah. play? Like it's not the same in terms of drama as other sports. Yeah. The, there's drama. We don't hear about it. They still, you know, keep things close. And I think what the real difference and what we've seen throughout our guests, both on the women's side of, of hockey and men's is that like, it's a true team sport, still hockey, like, you know, in the NFL, there's, you know, all the special teams, there's the O-line, the D-line, and they all sort of like stick with each other. And there's 50, whatever of them. Um, There's a smaller amount of guys. You still have to play hockey as a team. There's no one single star. I mean, if there is, you're not winning Stanley Cups. You're not going places. You can't have just one star on your team. Um, That's not how hockey works. Uh, So I think that also makes things a little different for the guys to make a decision. I, I'm going <laughs> to shut up. I feel like I was on a soapbox there with Shannon. Shannon and I were on our soapbox about. I'm sorry. I love to talk. <laughs> I know me too. We were like in our, in our zone and you guys are gracious, gracious enough to just let us let it vomit all over the <laughs> podcast. Fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. So who are your guys? So. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, so who are your guys' hockey hunks? Tom Wilson. You said there that exactly. Forever. I have to think. <laughs> I'll take Jake, Jake Gensel, too. I'll take him, too. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, although he's not my hockey hunk, I think Brad Marchand gets a bad rap. He's actually very good looking, <laughs> but he's not my hunk. Um are you sure Tyler you want to go with no, okay <laughs> i'll say tyler sagan because i'm not over the trade from 2015 <laughs> okay who, who are your guys's favorite hockey ladies i mean i love the latang family as a whole like i just think like him his wife his kids like they're just like a nice unit like i'll always be biased towards the pens for anything but yeah i just love them as a whole Okay. Um, I know that when the women's hockey team, USA women's hockey team last went to a major um, tournament, Phil Kessel's sister was very much in the media and she was hilarious. And I, I, forgive me, I can't remember her first name. Um, Amanda? Is it Amanda? Yeah. Yeah. She is absolutely hilarious. (laughs) So I would say her. Um, Speaking of hilarious Kessel things, have you ever tried to watch him get over the boards? Phil Kessel? <laughs> Not because he can't. Because he can't. 
<laughs> my dad and I will like if he comes on like obviously before he left um we would like watch when he's like going around and we're like daddy's going he's doing and then he goes through the door and I'm like no <laughs> like I have my camera ready but it's like you see those videos of like goalies who like can't get their pads over when they like pull the goalie no that's like him always he's just like my left my last leg is flailing I don't know where I am I mean he's not a like graceful dude <laughs> like, he's, no, no. <laughs> he's very tiny like well, not like tiny, but like he's short and just like can't do it. Funny. Um, <laughs> you're okay, Gracie, you're laughing. You're just like imagining just, him not making I'm it. just like, no, all I can, all I have in my head is like imagining like a hamster getting over the boards. Yes. Like, That's such a good analogy. <laughs> like his oh, legs man. and arms are too short and the body is yeah. too long. He has like a back leg, like kicking, like, come on. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Um, our last question is Do you have a Sydney Crosby story? I mean, my first jersey was a Crosby. It does not, it fits like less than half of me now. <laughs> I was like 10 when I got it. Um, oh my God, I feel like I don't even have like a special one. Like, I just like get so much Crosby hate, and they're like, Oh my God, Crosby. And I'm like, Listen, like, you can hate all you want, but like, look at the statistics. Like, just don't be bitter. Shannon, yeah. do you have a Sydney Crosby story? Not really. There was one day I was in college and my other Penguins uh, best friend, <laughs> because I apparently hang out with too many Pittsburgh fans, um, <laughs> found the Capitals were playing the Penguins in a playoff series and there were game day tickets that were pretty cheap and she has a Penguins Crosby jersey. Um, so we went to the game and I wore this jersey actually because it was like a neutral color it wasn't at least the blatant Bruins colors um and I got heckled the entire time and she got hit on the entire time because she had a Crosby jersey on um so that's the closest I'm going to come to but I'm not a huge Crosby gal <laughs> no in terms of stories like Connor McDavid a lot of people have stories for and he's like who the freak is an Oilers fan so like exactly <laughs> Exactly. But anyway, we'll tell everybody uh, where they can listen to your podcast, the name, where they can follow you on social. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So we are um, Slapshot Sweethearts. Our first episode is coming out on New Year's Eve. uh, And you can listen to us on Spotify. We are waiting for our approval for Apple Podcasts. Um, We are on YouTube. And then you can follow us on Instagram at Slapshot Sweethearts and then on Twitter at S Sweethearts Pod for any additional information. So, awesome. well, congrats. Any teasers of like what uh, people can expect from the show and guests and that kind of thing? Yeah. We're so definitely got... gonna... yeah. Go ahead, Meg. Go ahead. I was going to say, we're definitely going to build on our uh, mascot conversation that's been going on. We, got a little response from the new jersey devil they may not like our opinion but (laughs) they don't think that i find them creepy it's fine (laughs) they're very uninterested in that opinion (laughs) um we're looking um to get someone from nessin who hosts the bruins to come on in a couple weeks so we're trying to finalize that um but otherwise we're just looking to kind of connect with the hockey twitter family and see where we can get involved so anybody dm us literally slide into our dms looking to (laughs) chat with everyone (laughs) awesome 
Cool. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.